0: Guys, today I am going to talk a little bit about what happened yesterday. Uh, we had an election yesterday. Uh, today is Wednesday, and so I thought I'd talk a little bit about it because of what what we have to go through here in Michigan now that our governor Gretchen Whitmer has been reelected. And things like that. And so I, I really wanted to go over that so that we could all kind of think about where we are with our businesses, what type of, of things we typically go through that we all know, but maybe we've never said it out loud, maybe things like that. And so I thought I would just go through that today uh, because it's on my mind. And so I thought I would go through it and we can just, you know, talk about it. So let's jump into it here. Uh, Well, first of all, I did four leaf cleanups today. We had a huge windstorm that came through a couple of, well, it was end of last week now. And it dropped all the leaves and it pushed, it blew all the leaves. I mean, it was like 50 miles an hour wind. And so some of the leaves blew away, but most of the leaves on these properties blew up against fences or against houses and they're really bunched up. So I have to go around the perimeter of the property, blow everything out, get it all into the yard so that I can mulch it. And it's really... It's been hard work and these cleanups have been big because it's not just the leaves from these properties but it's leaves that have blown onto their property so it's been a lot of work it's been very time consuming typically in a in a seven to eight hour day that's kind of our window now since our time change here if you don't know Michigan we change times we change time so we have daylight savings time so on November whatever it was just last weekend we moved our clocks back and that means that it gets dark earlier and it gets light earlier but we can't really start because of noise ordinances until at least eight o'clock and then a lot of times it's wet in the morning and you all know that you cannot mulch wet leaves it really just makes a paste under your deck and it just creates more problems if you try to mulch wet leaves and it 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 just takes way longer it's a drain on your day so I just wait until the leaves are pretty much dry to go out and start working now luckily this week most of the leaves have been dry all week it hasn't been really wet in the morning so that's been nice but I've done a lot of cleanups in the last week but they've been big and they take time they're time consuming and mulching leaves Is actually really time-consuming you would think that it would save you time when you're on the job but it really doesn't Um, it's it's such a pain in the butt guys I I mean the more I mulch leaves the less I like it (laughs) and I've been mulching leaves for a lot of years now I've been mulching leaves for eight years and so I understand how to mulch these leaves up properly how to mulch them as fine as I can. I would just much rather just blow them to the road and suck them up. But uh, as you guys have heard me explain, I can't do that. If you haven't heard the episode where I talk about uh, a better way to do leaf cleanups, you can go back and listen to the episode. I'm not sure what number episode that is, but you can go back and listen to that one if you want. And I explain why I cannot right now why I can't have a leaf loader set up and things like that so you can go back and listen to that to really know why I can't have the setup that I want to have I'm limited right now and so it just is what it is I wish I could blow them all to the street and suck them up I think it would save a lot of time and I could probably charge more for that so I get really frustrated while I'm standing on the mower mulching up these leaves for what seems like hours on end. It's really not, but it seems like it. So it it just, it wears on me. It wears me out because it's, it's slow. It's arduous, arduous, it's dusty. It's miserable. And so I'd really love to have that, that leaf loader system, but right now i'm limited so i've been doing just a ton of leaf cleanups and trying to i shouldn't say a ton because that's not really true i'm only doing leaf cleanups for my current clients and that's as much as I can handle pretty much. I have 52 regular clients a week. And so I'm trying just to get them done. I typically do two cleanups per customer per year. Uh, the first one is like, you know, the initial drop where like half the leaves drop. So you, you mulch those up. Well, this time we didn't really get that. We had a little bit that dropped, but mostly they all came down at once when we got a rain and a frost, and then this windstorm. And they all came down within a week. And so it's been a lot of work. I've got clients calling me like, where are you at? You know, my leaves are down. I need my leaves cleaned up. And I just have to explain, you know, they all came down at once this year. Normally they drop over time. And this year they all came down at once because of the weather. I'm sorry. I'm just behind. I will get to you as soon as I can. But I'm busy with these other cleanups, excuse me. So with that being said, that has led up to, uh, election day, uh, 2020 for the midterm elections. Okay. All the senators and whatever, but I'm going to focus on really our governor, uh, in the state of Michigan. Okay. Gretchen Whitmer. Now, um, You might be out there, you might like her, you might hate her. You you might not be from Michigan, you might be from Michigan. Even if you're not from Michigan, you've probably heard about something about our governor. Uh, She has made some really poor decisions uh, regarding COVID and uh, putting old folks, or not even old folks, young people with COVID into old folks' homes to recover that was probably the worst thing she could have ever done for COVID recovery patients. And it's maddening. We still don't know the numbers of deaths that had occurred that have occurred in nursing homes from young people with COVID who got sent into nursing homes to recover. We don't know how many deaths there were but we know we lost a lot of older folks in nursing homes because of COVID and so it, it it's maddening but that doesn't mean everything she's done is bad it doesn't mean that everything she's done has been just awful and horrible you know you have to take each instance as it comes but there's some things that I don't that i don't like about gretchen about governor whitmer we'll try to keep it keep it pg here and and there's everybody's going to have something they don't like about their their government or their governor or their leadership whoever you know you're always going to find some sort of fault there but i think we have to really make uh keep keep it in mind that, um, they're people too. And so I I try to keep that in mind, but I also understand that she's got advisors around her telling her, you know, what she should or should not do things like that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So leading up to the election, I had decided earlier in the year that I was not going to vote in this election because when I get into election stuff and I start listening to, uh, especially during the work day to talk radio or whatever, it tends to get me worked up. And then I get really, uh, distracted from my work, from my family, I get distracted. And so I wasn't going to vote because I kind of in my mind, I kind of become a little bit of a an election, governmental, whatever monster, because I, I don't know. I lose my mind. <laughs> and so I wasn't going to vote because once I get invested in something, then I feel like I have to continually watch it and, and make sure that, that it's going my way. And so... I wasn't going to vote. So up until the morning of the election, I had decided that I was not going to vote. But I felt like God was leading me in a direction that I needed to vote at least for the we had a couple of proposals that were uh here in Michigan. One was the main one was proposal 3 in Michigan where It's a whole bunch of gender ideology, has to do with abortion, Uh, it it has to do with abortion up until birth. Um, It is the most radical abortion law in America, and uh, I felt like I needed to at least vote for that particular proposal and vote no. And so I, I really felt that I, like I needed to do that. So I got prepared. I went up to the, the office. We live right around the corner from our polling place. So I walked up there and uh, I cast my vote. But I thought while I was there getting in line, I was like, you know what? I'm here. I might as well just cast my vote for all of it. And that was a bad idea. It really was. It was a bad idea because I have spent the last two days down the rabbit hole of listening to talk radio, uh, listening to pundits, listening to podcasts. They're all political. They're all it's like an echo chamber. I realize that but it is my point of view, a lot of these things. But it, it just consumed me For the last two days It has consumed my thinking It has consumed my mind Because I just I it to go my way Because I I went to the polls And I voted And now I'm invested I invested my time and my energy And my thought process To voting <coughs> Excuse me And so I, 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 when I do that, when I'm invested, I have to, to see it all the way through. And so I have just been, I almost want to say miserable the last two days because I have been so invested in this election and it, and you have to realize that if I would have decided Many months ago that I was going to vote and who I was going to vote for, this would have been many months of this. And so I hate who I become when when I decide that I'm going to vote. And so that's why I originally chose not to vote. Because it had nothing to do with my conservative values. It had nothing to do with my religious values. It had all, everything to do with me, what happens to me, my attitude, my, my bent to, to hyper-focus on things. It, it's a problem. It's a problem in my life. And so, when I get hyper-focused on something, I, it takes focus away from many other things. Like, I didn't put out a podcast on Tuesday. I should have. I could have. But I was hyper-focused on the election rather, on, rather than on communicating to you guys, my audience. And so, I got super hyper focused, and maybe that's you. Maybe maybe you don't get super hyper focused on the election. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's maybe you get hyper focused on your business, and you are so hyper focused that other things take a back seat, like your family, like. Uh, Like maybe you want to do social media. Maybe it's your social media that you're neglecting. Or maybe you get hyper-focused on social media and you neglect your business, your actual business that is making you the majority of your money. Maybe you're like me and you have a hard time compartmentalizing those two things or multiple things because you're hyper-focused on one and, and it, it can be a real detriment. And so if you're like that, if you're like me, you have, to, you have to find a way to step away from that. And for me, that was going to be not voting, not doing any research on candidates, not doing any of that. However, I did do research on candidates. I'm not going to say that I didn't. I took some time. And I researched the main candidates. If I didn't research a candidate, I didn't vote for those. So, like the judges and things like that, I didn't vote for those unless I knew who they were. Because I'm not going to cast my vote for somebody that I haven't researched and don't know anything about. So, Tuesday... Like I said, I went up and voted, all that stuff. But then my mind was completely distracted for the next two days. And really, ultimately, still is distracted. And and it's hyper-focused on these election results and all this different stuff. I mean, I'm to the point where it's like, because our governor, Governor Whitmer, is very radical. I mean, she is a staunch supporter of this proposal three thing where, I mean, it's like kids can get gender reassignment and they don't need to tell their parents. They can get, um, puberty blockers and they don't have to tell their parents. They can, it's just, it's outrageously radical and it's, it's sickening to me. And there's, there was other proposals too, that were terrible proposals as well. And, and, but I'm not going to go into those right now. So proposal three, the most radical abortion law ever to be written in the United States of America. And it passed here. And so now I'm, while I'm hyper-focused on this election thing, now I'm sitting here thinking, man, I don't want to raise my kids here. I don't want my kids to be raised in a state where they can change their gender and not tell me. By law, they don't have to tell me, their teacher doesn't have to tell me, their school counselor doesn't have to tell me. It's it's sick. It's a sickness. And, and it's only going to get worse because now we've got four more years of this same person, this same government who is for all of these things. They, they still have another four years. So what happens if we have another pandemic or a declared pandemic and we get locked down again? She puts old folk. Or young folks and old folks' homes. What do I do? If, if I stay here, I live through that again. If I move, I don't know who's going to be my government there. So it's like, it's, do you stick with the devil you know? Or do you try a different one? You know what I'm saying? And it's just, that's my thought right now. And so my wife and I talked just a l- little bit about it and she's looking up houses in Ohio and I'm thinking Tennessee or Florida and she's thinking Ohio because she has a friend in Ohio. And it's just like, man, I, I don't want to move. I love living in Michigan. I love Michigan. Michigan. I don't love the government in Michigan, but all of our family is here for the most part. Um, all our friends are here, except for the one my wife has in Ohio. Uh, it's it's a beautiful state. We have the best of all four seasons. We we're surrounded by water. We love RVing in Michigan. It's it's a beautiful state. But at what point do we say it's not worth it to live here anymore because we have high taxes, we have a terrible government right now, We've and it doesn't seem to be getting any better because when after the pandemic, many, many, many conservatives saw the way our state was going and moved out of state. So there was a mass exodus from Michigan in 2020, 2021, where people decided, you know what? I'm done. I'm selling my cabin up north. I'm selling my home and we're moving south. And so I struggle with, should I stay and try to save this state or should I pack up and move? It's a struggle because I love the state. I love the nature, I love things about this state, but I do not like the government. And I think it's not going to get better. I think it will divulge worse. I think we will get much worse. And I think this law, by this law passing, whether you're religious or not, doesn't really matter to me. But I think we could definitely, I mean we already are, but we are definitely under divine judgment i mean there there cannot be it you know there cannot be another way we have to be under divine judgment because michigan just voted that we can abort babies up into up to and maybe even beyond birth i mean it is a radical bill and i don't know if we can come back from that I don't know if we can and now Biden is talking about uh, federalized legally federalizing abortion and even though constitutionally he doesn't have that authority he's going to do it and I think we are at the point at least my family is at the point where it's like I don't know. I think it's time to pack up and move, even though we don't want to. We have a great church family. We have all of our family here, but at what point do you say, let's call it? This state is dead. And so I'm really struggling right now, guys, with wanting to be here in this state and and to continue to operate my business in this state and pay taxes to this state when I do not agree with a single thing they are doing right now. It I we have a sickness here. And so I'm really struggling. But I I am turning it over to God. I'm I'm asking God to give our family guidance, because I don't, I have no desire to leave the beautiful state of Michigan other than the government. And so I'm, I'm really seeking wisdom from God to know what to do in this area. And maybe you're in the same situation. Maybe your state just passed a bunch of some weird proposals and some some weird things and you've got a radical governor like we've got. I mean, in my opinion, Michigan, with this vote, just became the absolute worst state in the union. Worse than California. Worse than every state in the union. And so, I don't know how I can consciously stay here and pay taxes to a government who wants to destroy human life because we have the abortion bill and then we have the transgender part of that bill and and we know that the suicidality of transgender people is very high 75 to 80% of transgender people end up taking their life because they're not happy it did not change anything for them and so it, it's about this bill, this proposal 3 is about death It is a death bill. It is not a a women's rights bill. It is not a gender rights bill. It is a death bill. It is here to cause death. It is sick. And so I don't know how I square paying taxes to a government that just Put forth, and we have now passed in Michigan a death bill. I I don't know how to get past that. And so I'm just praying and asking God for wisdom to know what to do here and to know what I should do with this business that I have. If we do decide to move, because I've never sold a business, I've I've now built a business, but I've never I've never sold a business and I have no idea how to do it. And maybe I can't. Maybe no one would even want to buy it. Maybe I just shutter the doors of the business and take all my equipment and truck and all that stuff with me and restart the business. Uh, completely over in a new location. So that's an option. But these are things that I'm thinking about right now because of the election, because of the people, the players that were put in place in my state, the proposals that were put in place in my state. And so these are just things that I'm thinking about. I'm not saying that we will move out of the state of Michigan, although we are thinking about it. But I thought I would get on here and just talk about it to maybe relieve some of the stress that is in my life about it and to clue you guys in on what we're thinking about here in, in our lives, in the lives of Lansing Lawn Service and the Mowing in the Dark podcast, what we're going through right now. And so... If you're going through this same thing, uh, it is my prayer that you will get wisdom and understanding from the Lord. And that you would be able to make the right decision for you, your business, and your family. Ultimately, for your family, for you, and your business. Because that's the right order. (laughs) So, uh, that's that's my prayer for you. This was... (sighs) I know this was an off-the-wall kind of podcast. It wasn't really lawn care oriented. But it it is because our taxes are inevitably going to go up with these proposals. Um, which means my business taxes are going to go up. My, my personal taxes are going to go up. And there's no sign of the stopping or slowing or or, um, you know, cutting taxes in the state of Michigan. There's no sign of that. We now have, for the first time in 40 years, the state of Michigan now has a Democrat-run House and Senate and the governor. And so we are really, as a conservative, I'm really nervous because Gretchen Whitmer just said in her in her victory speech that now we are going to step on the accelerator. I thought she already was on the accelerator with the high taxes we have, the high gas prices. I mean, last year she proposed a 45% or a 45 cent gas tax. So that would have made us... Be the second highest gas in the nation. These are the things that I'm talking about. This is why people are fleeing Michigan. And I think there's going to be an even larger exodus. After this election. People are tired of it. They're worried about it. They are. They are scared for their children. They do do not want their kids In the government schools here Number one, the government schools are terrible here Number two, they don't want their kids To be exposed to this gender ideology So, this is where we're at in Michigan, guys And, and I'm not the only one that thinks this And we are heading down a road That is going to be hard to come back from. And so that is why my family is considering, we're just considering, we just started considering it today. The election was just yesterday. So we just started considering it today. It could be a long time before we ever get the chance to move. So it just is what it is. We're just gonna, I would love to stay here. Because of friends and family And our church families here But at the same time If I feel God saying You know what, it is time To get out of here Move to somewhere else Then that's what we're going to do But I am going to wait on the Lord And I'm going to Allow Him To speak into our lives About this Situation in our state So I just thought I'd make a podcast About this tonight guys um, I really I, I I, covet your prayers For our family For all businesses in Michigan Because all business owners Are pretty much worried About tax hikes Because she, our governor doesn't have anything to lose This is her second term She can't serve another So she has nothing to lose And so It's it, it, it's a little bit nerve-wracking for us as business owners here, especially conservative business owners. And so that's where we're at, guys. I'm going to wrap this one up. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this was okay for you. Um, I, I, I hope this got you thinking a little bit about your state, what's going on in your state. Uh, I do think we need to keep a finger on the pulse of what's going on in our state in our state government, and in our city government. Uh, the, the national government, it affects our lives somewhat, but it is the local government that really can affect your life. And so we need to stop focusing on the large government. We, we still need to keep our finger on the pulse of that as well, but we really need to watch local government because right now, Everyone since Trump has been focused on, on national government, where and, and these, these radicals have been able to skate under the radar because we haven't been vigilant. And so we need to keep our thumb on the pulse of local government. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got something out of it, and I will see you in the next Episode